All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. I got news for you, pal. You ain't leading but two things right now. Jack and shit. Jack left town. Well, hello, Mr. Fancy Pants. What was that rocket? What rocket? I was just in my office and I heard a rocket. You describe the rocket, sir? Does this mean we're not friends anymore? DJ Nibbers with you on the Metal Time Radio Podcast. Whoop, 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 whoop. Yeah, I got a lot of good shit lined up for you today with some good information, some important information. Uh, first and foremost, a lot of new shit coming your way today uh, in the form of Cleric, Ginger, Extinction, Ramprast, Camos Warriors, Alces, new stuff from them, Ex Mortis, Skin Lab is back. Uh, new stuff in the rock category, Airborne, White Mana, Michael Schenker, uh, Rustics, High Front, and then of course more metals from Botanist, Edenbridge, Savage Master, Our Penance, Necronomicon, Formless Master, and much, much more. Uh, so last night, I was at Soundstage, checking out Nile. Uh, on tour with Terrorizer, uh, of course, my good buddies and Nomas were also opening up for them, so that was so exciting. Uh, so awesome. Got more news on them in a minute. Nile currently on tour, as I said, they're touring for their new record, uh, Vile Nilotic Rites. And the funny thing about Nile was I saw them probably back in 2001 or two. And this is when Jax was still in Springfield, Virginia. And I remember not being that impressed by him live. Like, I always liked Nile on record. Uh, except for maybe an album here or there. But the live uh, show I had seen back then just was very unimpressive for me. So I really kind of got soured upon even wanting to attempt to go see them again. Uh, and probably would not have gone last night if not for No Mask opening up for them, uh, you know, because I love those guys. And, and to be truthful, Nomas really, like, they held their own. Like, there was a couple opening bands before Nomas. And look, you know, I, I give credit for any band that's going to get up there and, and try to do their thing. But 
the first two bands just were not near as impressive as No Moss, Terrorizer, and uh, Nile. So not, you, you kind of expect it with Terrorizer and Nile. They've been around for a while. So um, Terrorizer was okay, obviously. Uh, there's some funny things that happened between Lee Harrison of Terrorizer and my good friend John from No Moss. But I'm not going to get into that now because I, I want to see if John will actually talk about this. And I'm going to bring this up now. Uh, this, this podcast, once I'm done with it, gets posted pretty much right away. It's basically for the week of 11-12, so it's going to be for next week, be posted earlier, as usual, like I'd usually do anyway. But then I'm going to ultimately go into another podcast right away that I'm going to do Saturday, which I'm setting up with the guys from Nomos, as I'm going to actually have them here in the Metal Tavern, christening the new tavern look with an interview with the band and I'm very excited because it's been a long while since I've even done interviews but a long time since I've even interviewed John who last time I think uh, he was actually part of uh, Dead and Wasted at that point so and we're talking a few years back so it's going to be a lot of fun the guys are going to be chowing some food drinking some booze and they're probably going to be getting a little fucking crazy because that's how they roll uh, now, though, I want to get back to them real quick. Uh, seeing them last night, that was probably the most impressive I've seen in a while, so I'm, I'm happy about that. That kind of put me back in their good graces as far as uh, their live shows are concerned. They really they really kicked ass there. Um, still, I found myself moshing a no moss. I mean, I'm almost 50 now, so I can't really go and hang with a lot of these young bucks you know, who were moshing and slam dancing for, like, the entire show, but <laughs> I was out there for no moss for most of it, and, uh, it was a lot of fun, um, a lot of great people, a lot of great fans, uh, they had a lot of support, which is very cool, this was the first time they played at Soundstage, and it's really, like, as John put it, they were actually on a bigger stage than they've ever been, but they were sort of crowded, because, Apparently, and this is the first time I've actually kind of seen this, I think. Terrorizer and Nile both had their drum sets already out there. Now, it's expected that Nile would already be set up, but Terrorizer themselves were pretty anal about it, so I guess they wanted to be out there as well and have their shit set up. So, which is funny because even when Nomos was done, it took Terrorizer just about as long or longer to get set up anyway, which is kind of funny to me, but nevertheless, uh, both bands played very well. Um, I'm not really disappointed in what Terrorizer did. So, but like I said, some interesting things about the rock star status will come up probably on Saturday when I do the show, which I'll be posted on Sunday morning uh, because the band will be end up playing at uh, Atlas Brew Works in D.C., which I'll be attending that show with some other good friends of mine. Uh, actually, one guy part of the band, Blame God, Mark. Uh, they're playing a show together with Nomos, which is so exciting. Um, so I'm going to be ready for all that good shit and be ready for a great interview from Nomos. It's going to be the band interview. You're going to hear a lot of tracks from Nomos. And, of course, they are also going to be talking about where I'll be playing songs, selecting songs that they like a lot from the metal genre and whatnot. So be excited for all that. All right. Let's dive into the music, folks. We're going to kick it off some brand new, brand new stuff from Cleric called Satan Be Thy Name.
Patrick from the Canadian Press Middle and Reanimators, and you're listening to Middle Tavern Radio. Oh yeah, DJ Nib is back with you with the Hordes of Chaos on the Metal Tower Radio Podcast. As you can see, I am DJ Neko Free currently. She is out for a good couple, two to three months. Um, I think she says she's due back around late January, so we'll see how things shape out. Uh, currently in Taiwan doing her thing. Um, much respect for her and her job and the amount of ground she has made for herself like just as a woman in work in society etc hard worker gets paid very well and deservedly so this is the first time she's probably really gotten paid what she's really worth even though it's not in the career that she would normally like to be in because it was all new to her so but gotta do what you gotta do and she's having a lot of fun doing it seeing a lot of different places so at some point i may end up going out there or maybe another location to visit her just depend on time and how things run with my own job and stuff here so we'll see how it goes got a few different topics to talk about today uh, nothing again, nothing. I, I, there's just not a lot out there in terms of anything super interesting, but I do have some things I want to touch up on. I'll be giving you a little bit of update on uh, Hellhound, that book by Lou Yardley, a good friend of mine from the UK. She's a great author. So I want to touch a little bit on that. I'm not quite done with the book, but I am about halfway through it, so I'll just give a quick lowdown on how I feel about it currently. A uh, little bit of news on Ghost. Uh, the band with Tobias Ford. I'll have a little bit of info there. And some other stuff I might touch up on later on. I have to just kind of figure out what I want to talk about. But um, in this little segment, I want to talk a little about uh, <laughs> for you football fans, NFL football fans, American football fans, if you caught the Cowboys and Giants game Monday night, there was a little incident on the field. And if you don't know me and Neko by now, we're a huge cat lover. So she's, of course, wasn't able to see this live, but I told her about it. So apparently during the game, a black cat decided it was going to take a stroll out on the uh, football field. <laughs> and, of course, the cameras caught it and the commentators are talking about it. And, of course, it was just Halloween not too long ago. So they're all talking about ghosts and the black cat and all this stuff. So the cat... You know, at some point it's in the middle of the field. It runs towards the other end zone to get away from the players. And then, of course, because the stadium's full, you know, the cat's, like, freaking the fuck out. I mean, he's not dying of a heart attack, but he's like, how the fuck did I get here? And I kind of made a joke that, you know, the cat was, like, kind of looking for a nice little nickel bag of catnip and found himself in American Gladiators, but... Nevertheless, uh, Cat ran around for a little bit before finally scooting out one of the tunnels and getting away from everybody. But I remember saying to myself, well, you know, this is one of those cases where an animal strolls out into a, a sports game or whatever and it becomes like a, an, uh, a celebrity, basically, off of it. And I said, this cat's going to be famous. Well, sure enough, all these memes started popping up and then, of course... The most brilliant thing I saw yesterday was 
somebody had created, if you don't know, NFL Films does something what they call a football life, and they s specialize on either certain players or certain teams, and it's like about a half hour long on ESPN or whatever, but someone created a, a promo trailer for Football Life based off the cat, and he mixed in some interviews from different coaches and NFL players, and, you know, to make it look, like, legit, and, of course, he's throwing in little uh, clips of the cat and, you know, Photoshop pictures of the cat with, like, the Heisman Trophy. It, it was really well done, just perfectly funny. I, th I thought it was great. So, you know, here it is, this black cat. looked like it was just a stray. just became, like, a, a huge sensation overnight. And it was probably one of the more interesting things about the game. Out the, outside of that, the Cowboys won, and then the rest is history. But a lot of fun to look at that happening. And hopefully a cat got picked up by somebody and fed. He's a hero now to everyone who doesn't even care about football. But All right. Next track I got is coming from actually Quabar uh, Extreme Music PR, a band called Rampras. Rampersid. I think that's how you pronounce it. The song's called Westing Part 2. Here we go.
basically from Alcest. Hope you enjoyed that. Alright, so I want to talk a little bit about um, Ghost. They have a they're currently working on a new record. I should say it's basically now just Tobias Forge. I think we all kind of learned now that after all the legal shit that he went through with some of the former members of the band and whatnot that it's really Tobias's pet project, his his incarnation, his his creation basically so it's basically his band so whatever he writes is basically what happens I guess so anyway uh, you know a year or so ago they put out prequel and I was not at all impressed with that record whatsoever uh, except for maybe a couple tracks but I kinda get what he was trying to go for on that record but it totally missed a mark for me now People will, some people will laugh and say, well, yeah, but his, she got, like, you know, awards for a prequel and it got, like, album of the year or whatever. I, I don't care about stupid shit like that because I find some of that shit is just, like, force-fed. I mean, every year when there's, like, even with the Golden Gods, I was looking at that list. I think I talked about it in another episode or so, but some of these, like, best album of the year uh, lists that come out are always so manufactured to me. Like, they never seem to dive in any deeper than what's under the surface. And, like, so many fucking great records get overlooked year in and year out in the metal world. And it's just, it's so disappointing. Like, obviously there's the occasional, like, oh, yeah, yeah, I agree with you on that particular album or this album. But so much of the other stuff is like, oh, well, it's this band, and because they've been around forever and they have a big name, that they're, like, all of a sudden really good every time they put something out. Like, I'm not like that. And some people may, like, love or hate it, but if I feel like a band that I really like puts out a shitty album, I'm going to tell you it's a shitty album. And that's not to be mean, it's just it means that it didn't connect with me and that I find some of the other material you've done being much better. So... Anyway, prequel to me was really just a lot of rubbish. Um, it was one of the biggest problems for me was the fact that it was just so soft. Like it, it there wasn't really any punch to it outside of rats and maybe a, another song, but it just had it just lacked a lot of what the first three records had for me in that respect. You know the balance they had. So anyway, Tobias Ward. Has been interviewed recently and talking a little bit about what he's going to be doing for the next record. And obviously, he's kind of going with the idea that he's going to change it up once again. Who knows what direction that may go in? Uh, he's going to. He says there's going to be more riffs involved, which you know, from perspective, I think with prequel, the only way to go up is to go up, like to go on from that. So I can't really see it being any worse. You just never know. Like has. Has the fact that Ghost gained so much attention, not just within the rock and metal world, but just on the mainstream platform, has that really gone to his head to the point that he now is going to turn into a candy-coated machine? Like, I just... 
we see it occasionally with bands. They start gaining a lot of notoriety and success based off the shit they're doing, but then all of a sudden they start changing their writing to accommodate even more of that. Uh, whether it's pressure from their labels and PR groups or because they just feel like, oh, well, I can make millions if I write this pop song and not do it the way I did before, even though that's what helped me gain attention in the first place. So if I write a dance song on here, then I'll should be able to be all right. I'll make a lot of money doing it because now instead of all the diehard rock and metal fans, I'm going to have a bunch of like kiddies and teenage angst kids, you know, spending money on me. And I know I'm being a little sarcastic when I say that, but, you know, I'm just hoping that Ghost kind of gets back to their roots. Uh, it's been known to happen with other bands, so I'm hoping that's what happens. Uh, I don't want another issue like the last record for me personally. I just, I didn't care for it and I thought it was trash, <laughs> to put it mildly. But, uh, you know, yeah, Tobias kind of sometimes, I think, outthinks himself and he's just doing a lot of lip service with like you know I'm just going to change it up that's how it's going to be uh, I think that Ghost is more genres than just this and that that's fine but you know sometimes it's better just to stick with the formula that works for the most part and I, I just I don't find that prequel really worked for me and I know there's a lot of other Ghost fans that kind of felt the same way some didn't care some liked it but not for me nope 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 Alright, some more new stuff for you. Gotta kick it off with some Legions of the Undead by Ex Mortis.
Skinlab, brand new stuff for them called Venomous. Uh, kind of interesting, they sounded almost like uh, Soulfly there. I mean, uh, Steve Iskaville, the vocalist. Sounded a lot like Max in there, so it had a bit of a Soulfly vibe to it. Uh, but that's, they got a brand new record out right now. It's the first one in like 10 years. It's called Venomous, of course, the title track, but uh, halfway decent. I know the band, like, it's kind of love or hate it on the metal scene because they kind of ride that mainstream line a little bit. But they, they, throughout their catalog, if I remember the years, they had some pretty cool shit. Um, new record was not bad at all. Uh, a few good tracks in there. That was actually my favorite, so uh, happy to play that for you all. And now it's time for the Rock Block. And as stated before, DJ Noko not here, so you won't be getting her pick of the week. But uh, I got plenty of good shit lined up for you. White Man and Michael Schenker, uh, Steeler, Rustic, and High Front. But we're going to kick it off some brand new Airborne called Weapon of War. Hey man, I'm lost. I keep thinking about all the good times we had. I get shell shock when the phone rings. Every time someone knocks on my door, my fucking bones freeze. I'm jumping out of my skin, man. I haven't slept since I left training and we went over. I feel like I'm a stranger in my own goddamn home. Flashbacks are so fucking graphic and real. I wish it was all just a nightmare.
became a rock star with a guitar in his hand. Dreaming on, dreaming on, nothing's ever changed. Sing the songs from east to west, bringing out the best.
Shambo from Carve Lives, and you're listening to the Heart of Chaos, only on Metal Tavern Radio.
is anime from Darken and you are listening to the Holes of Chaos only on Metal Tavern Radio. That ends the rock block with High Front with Suffer. DJ Nubitz, back with you on the Metal Time Radio Podcast. Still to come, got some Eden Bridge, Savage Master, Our Penance, Formless Master, Vision Divine, and Fit for an Autopsy. Want to get to talking about, uh, as you kind of know by now if you've been paying attention to our podcast at all, uh, I'm a big Godzilla fan, but... I do love a lot of horror movies in general. I don't know if I quite watch them as much as I want to used to, but if uh, I'm always constantly checking out new stuff because I either hear that they're pretty wild and cool or just they look interesting or whatever. So I'm always checking it out, but I'm not near as the dial. Like, I won't sit and watch tons and tons of it anymore like I used to, but certainly will check out many different things. But when it comes to the horror genre... I'm a big werewolf fan. I just, I do love werewolves. Uh, It shouldn't be mistaken for the Wolfman versus werewolf. I like the Wolfman, I don't really care about. Even though, what was uh, Benicio Del Toro did it uh, a few years ago for the Wolfman. It wasn't bad. It was actually well shot. I think that was Del Toro. His dad might have done that, I think. Either way, I'm more of the, the werewolf guy in terms of like the lichens from Underworld or... The Howling, Bad Moon, stuff like that, where it's more wolf than man. And so, of course, uh, a good friend of mine, Lou Yardley, who is an author, writing a bunch of horror stuff and mystery and all stuff, drama like that, uh, has a book called Hellhound, which I'm in the middle of currently. Uh, Very cool stuff about the werewolf culture and everything like that. The premise is basically, from what I can gather right now, is in the... uh, English underground, there's a sect of werewolf or werewolf society that works out of a bar. It kind of reminds me of uh, the Titty Twister and From Dust Till Dawn, but basically you've got exclusive club for werewolves, and right now as I'm kind of getting through the middle of it, you have a pair of werewolves uh, that have been around for a while that are kind of tired of the way the the sectors like they're called the six so they're like these particular group of werewolves are like the ones that oversee all the werewolves that are involved in the organization and it's kind of got like a vibe to I want I hate to compare it to Twilight but you know if you recall the movies or the books they have like the vampire cancel and all this shit so a similar thing kind of going on with the werewolves and then you've got a pair of werewolves here who are looking to branch out on their own be uh their own werewolves and they've got a plan in mind but in the mix of all this you've got a young guy who is basically turned to a werewolf and he's just now discovering that he's involved in being a, a creature of the night and then a lady is also mixed up in this and we haven't quite got back to her yet because right now we're just kind of discovering what the intentions are of the two uh, werewolves plan to break open the dam I guess for the werewolf culture but 
the book is very cool, written very well. I can't get wait to get to the rest of it, but if you haven't checked out her stuff, be sure to do so. Hellhound, I highly recommend right now, just because even though I'm just halfway through it. Excuse me, very great book. I would definitely check it out and check out any of her other work that she has. Uh, she writes a lot of different stuff, so don't be afraid. In fact, it's kind of cool. Uh, she's currently sending us, Neko uh, and I, some recent stuff called Slash Fiction, which I'm looking forward to, along with some other little goodies, so she promised me that. But really happy and expecting that soon. I'll uh, be checking that out as well. With that said, we're going to get back into the music. Uh, this block consists of Botanist, Eden Bridge, and Savage Master. Here we go.
Hi, this is Isaac Goldsmith. This is Jonathan West from Exhortation, and you're listening to Metal Tavern Radio. Alright, DJ New is back with you with the Hordes of Chaos on the Metal Tavern Radio podcast. One quick note regarding uh, upcoming tour. Wasp, I just learned, is getting ready to set up a a tour where they'll be featuring their music from the 1984 period to Headless Children, which is their best period ever. Obviously, they have the self-titled Wasp album, uh, Last Command. um, Shit, what's the third one? God damn it. Inside the Electric Circus, and then, of course, Headless Children. So, a lot of great records in there. Uh, That will be fucking epic. I mean, I know it's been quite a long time, so who knows how they're going to sound live, but... Or what even the lineup's going to consist of, but that should be a lot of fun. I don't give a fuck who you are. That that's a lot of great material in there. So if they pass through Baltimore anywhere near me, close, and if Neko's around, we're both going. Like I'll go even without her. <laughs> Sorry, Neko, but uh, yeah. So that's got to be done. Like the only time I've seen Wasp outside of that was in the early '90s for um, you know the. Uh, Rue Morgue and Texas Chainsaw or Chainsaw Charlie era, era stuff that I just didn't really care for that much. Um, so everything before that, most definitely, got to catch this shit. So just so you, for people didn't know, that's what they'll be doing. All right, we're gonna plow through to the end here. Got some Hour of Penance new stuff for them. Necronomicon and Formless Master. Check it out.
you going to do? Please let me pass. I do not pass, even if my eyes are broken and death.
brand new Vision Divine, the 26 machine. DJ Nubis, back with you with the Hordes of Chaos, getting ready to close out another edition of this show. Hope you all enjoyed it. As I said, uh, this is actually going to be like a twofer again. Uh, we kind of did that last week with the regular Hordes of Chaos, and then we did a Halloween special with NECA, but... Uh, so we'll get this podcast out probably in the next couple of days, and then, as you probably by the time you're hearing us, you've already had it by then. But uh, then Saturday, I'm gonna be doing the interview with No Moss, and I'll be kicking that out on this coming Sunday. So be expecting that. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Got one track left for you. Fit for an op- fit for an autopsy. Napalm dreams. Brand new stuff. Have a good one.